0: So, our scripture reading today comes from the book of Exodus. I'll begin reading with the last verse of chapter 31, uh, verse 18, and we'll read the first six verses of chapter 32. As we come to this text, let us first join together in prayer. Gracious God, because you are God, it is your word and your word alone that is life for us. And because you are gracious, we trust That You will meet us in these moments and speak to us. We are here, O God. We are listening. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. Let us listen now for God's Word for us. When God finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, He gave him the two tablets of the covenant, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, come make gods for us who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, take off the gold rings that are on the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took the gold from them, formed it in a mold, and cast an image of the calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a festival to the Lord. They rose early the next day, and offered burnt offerings, and brought sacrifices of well-being, and the people sat down to eat and drink, and rose up to revel. Grass withers, and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. So the Bible has some great stories, and the Bible has some weird stories, Uh, Some are weird because they were written thousands of years ago in a different time and different culture and different language. And some are weird just because I think they're weird. And this story falls in the latter category. Moses, that great leader of God's people, is up the mountain with God. Moses is actually receiving the Ten Commandments. So it's a pretty important meeting. But down at the foot of the mountain... The people are getting antsy. They're wondering, what's taking so long? Moses is delayed. When is he going to return? Maybe he has forgotten us. And so Aaron, Moses' brother, he develops a plan. He says, bring me all your gold earrings, and I'll make it into a golden calf, and we can say that is our God, and we can worship the golden calf. We can create our own creator. If God is not saving us the way we want, we can save ourselves. We'll make a golden calf and worship it as God. And the people said, that's a great idea. Now, of all the questions that life raises for us, particularly pertaining to our faith, I have absolutely no concern that you are going to start worshiping something you fashion from your jewelry. That's just weird. And yet, in the Bible's own weird way, I think this story actually names something that is pretty contemporary for us. For if I understand the text, the question it's really asking is can the word and way of God be trusted or not? You see, things get off the rails a bit when Moses is delayed. You know, God never acts quickly. You've probably noticed. It's about a billion years ago. It was about a billion years ago, a pretty remarkable transformation happened in life on Earth. A billion years ago, all life on Earth was single cell organisms, but then it began to evolve into multicellular organisms, algaes and worm-like creatures, and then larger and larger. This time of transformation is called the Cambrian Explosion explosion because it happened so rapidly. Now, if by rapid you think, I mean, it happened over a weekend or so, no, no. This transformation took 10 to 20 million years, a time span that Arthur Matt Ridley describes as the mere blink of a geological eye. Well, I don't know how to speak of 20 million years as a blink of an eye, geological or otherwise. But one of the things it reveals is God is remarkably patient. If God can wait for 20 million years for single cell to evolve in the multicellular life, well, maybe that explains the sometimes unending patience God has with us. You see, we talk about living toward that promised day, but it feels a long way off sometimes. And we wonder, what's up with us that we're not closer? And maybe we wonder, what's up with God? That's what they were asking at the foot of that mountain. Maybe they were singing the 13th Psalm, how long, O Lord? When Moses failed to return, they decided, you know, maybe God's not going to come through. The will and word of God—it just can't be trusted. I don't know that I've ever seen times like they are now. The racial tension that has emerged, the the fatigue and the anger, sprinkled with a bit of hope—it's it's nationwide. It's 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 global, and that. That exhaustion, it is sprinkled with a bit of hope, as we can't help but want, when we get on the other side of this, can we be different with each other? Can we take the steps that are ours to take, that we might be different with one another? We see little signs here and there. NASCAR has banned Confederate flags. I don't know why we need a secessionist flag, but it's NASCAR. And, and, and the NFL, after seeing the police officer kneel on Mr. Floyd's neck, says they now finally understand why Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. And maybe most significantly, more and more voices of law enforcement are saying that the culture of public safety needs to change. And and these small steps in the right direction are what sprinkle the exhaustion of people of color with just a bit of hope and us with a bit of hope that maybe this will lead to change in how we are with one another. And before that, before that, just a few weeks ago, Every night, the news was dominated by one story, coronavirus, and it's still there. There are over 118,000 deaths in the U.S. alone, and social distancing is breaking down as some people are, are driven to the streets by conviction, and some are finding bars and restaurants and party scenes out of boredom and Some, as we said a few weeks ago, are listening to news channels that say you don't have to trust the scientists. You're your own expert. It's a media hype. Our faith teaches us that it is holy to sacrifice for the common good. Our faith teaches us that it's not enough for me to be well, but my neighbor needs to be well, or I'm not completely who I am called to be. But to sacrifice for the common good is looked upon with suspicion these days. It's days like these. We have to decide, do we think that the word and will of God can be trusted. For these are waiting days. We, we talk about that promised day, but we're not that close yet. And, and you kind of wonder why we aren't closer. What is it about us? And, and what about God? Can we trust the Word and way of God these days? You know, maybe our greatest threat is that which is happening to the climate. Our way of sustaining our lives is on an unsustainable path. Uh, NASA reports, in conjunction with the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, that over 800,000 years ago until, well, about the time I was born, over 800,000 years ago until just this generation, the... Carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, that heat-capturing gas, never exceeded 300 parts per million. But about the time I was born, it started skyrocketing up, and over my lifetime, it has never been below 300 parts per million and is over 400 parts per million right now. The way we are sustaining our lives is on an unsustainable path, and our choices have consequences, and we'll all pay it, but we won't pay it equally. It will fall harshest on the impoverished. Our storms are stronger and more frequent. Hurricanes erase towns from the land. Dams break and floodwaters wash villages away. Ice caps melting, seas rising, species going extinct. Choices have consequences. And our faith, our faith teaches us that the whole of creation belongs to God. We are not owners of the land. We are stewards of what belongs to God. And these are days when we have to decide if that word and way of God can be trusted or not. You see, we we say we're living toward God's promised day, a day when justice rolls down like waters, a, a day when we treat our neighbors the way we want to be treated, a day when swords are beaten into plowshares because it just makes more sense to feed one another than it does to kill each other, a day when all of God's children Absolutely all of God's children are treated as God's children. And that day can feel like it's a long way off. And we're waiting. We're waiting. And in the waiting time, we have to decide, can we trust in that day or not? And then it, it seems like sometimes God gives us a glimpse one of the protests that I have participated in is the one that happened right here in our neighborhood of our village on Mission Campus. There were lots of people that showed up, maybe a thousand people that showed up with signs and chants and some singing and speeches. The, the organizers, they asked a man named Joseph to run the public address system. And Joseph is an African American. And He did a Facebook Live post about it. Our site pastor at Antioch, Brandon Frick, he he emailed that post to several of us. Joseph said that he's never at ease in Prairie Village. As a black man, when he drives through our neighborhoods, he prays because he's anxious. But then... He saw probably a 1,000 people with Black Lives Matter signs saying that he matters, that his community matters. And Joseph's own interpretation of this moment was he said, God is doing something. This is different. God is doing something, he said, even in Prairie Village. I think he's right. I hope he's right. Because like you, I want us to be different with one another. I know you do too. And our faith teaches us that love is less about something we feel and more about the intentional choices we make for the good of our community, for the good of the neighbor. You know, there are some who would deem such a sacrificial love to be foolish. It'll never work in this world. That's why it's important for you and me to show that we trust the Word and way of God. We won't all do it in the same way because our calling is not all identical in that fashion, but we'll all do it in the way that God calls us. In these waiting days when we are living toward that promised day, it is faithful and right and pleasing to God that we show we trust in the Word and the way of God, even in these days. Pray with me. Gracious God, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.